Absolutely. Thanks for having me, and and I really appreciate you uh, hosting and uh, doing our debate this uh, this past weekend. Yeah, for doing up, that. up there so in Jackson good. County, a lot of fun and uh, and a lot of information there, and it was a good forum. We'll talk about some of what was said there. Here comes the dumbest question. I, I apologize up front for asking this, but I'm just fascinated by this. That commercial that, that you and Jody Heiss filmed, and it was way back uh, some months ago uh, as you were kicking off your campaign and earning the Jody Heiss endorsement. The, the, the folks may remember uh, the two of you out back uh, hanging out around the fence and, and just chatting up what it's going to be like to campaign for Congress. And at one point, one of your kids runs up, mud pie, throws that thing right at you, hits you in the clean shirt that you were wearing. Here's my stupid question, because I know a little bit about making commercials and TV and how it all works. You get this a lot, right? You ever, anybody's ever been involved in production, I promise you'll hear this. Some producer, some director is going to say, that was perfect. Let's do it again. So my question is, <laughs> how many times, how many times that kid throw that mud pie and hit you in the shirt? Well, uh, that was that was a fun day. It was uh, Congressman Heiss's grandchildren and my kids, and they were all playing. Uh, and fortunately for me, it was one take. We did one take. I did have one clean shirt, I'll have to tell you, uh, a, a spare clean shirt uh, in case that we needed to take another shot. But uh, if you watch closely there, uh, the reaction of Congressman Heiss, he really, that's a true laugh. He People thought it was hilarious, and it was a great day. We had a good time. Good. One take. Good deal. One take. One take, Tim. Okay, uh, heading down the home stretch here. Fifteen days until you folks uh, face the voters, until the voters finish this thing. The voters have been at it for a week That's or so right. now. Uh, that dynamic, which has been around for a while, you've dealt with it in, in campaigns for the Georgia House. And, uh, again, a process question here. How fascinating is that, and what does it do to the course of the campaign? You're out there asking people to vote for you. Many of them have already voted for you or someone else. Sure. You know, I mean, that's the dynamics of Georgia. It's it's honestly a blessing that we have here in Georgia. We have uh, the voters get the opportunity to go to the polls early, vote early. We have a wide open system. We have uh, oh, that is very secure and safe after Georgia's uh, SB 202, the Election Security and Integrity Act. Um, but it is it makes it difficult because, you know, some folks have voted, some folks haven't voted, and uh, you just kind of have to, to understand uh, how, to, how to operate that and, and to when, to when to fire your ammo at the right time. Timothy Barr, candidate for Congress, about that. You mentioned that forum. I was up there at the Jackson County Ag Center on Saturday, and every candidate was there. And, and all uh, the questions that were asked, I don't know if we got into this there, but the questions that were asked pretty much universally came from uh, the, the organizers of the forum or the people who were in attendance there that day. Very little mm-hmm. of that was me. I mean, I was just kind of reading along mm-hmm. and keeping the traffic thing. It wasn't, I was driving home, and I'm thinking about the, the two hours that we all spent together. That question of the election, stolen election, 2020, none of that came up. Has that been talked out? Is that still everybody knows where everybody stands? Where are we on that? Sure. Uh, you know, there that is a question that, that had been hot and, and heavy early on. A lot of folks wanted to know where everyone was on that. Um, fortunately, I'm one of those guys on the stage, the only guy on the stage that actually had uh, done something about that in, in the, the the process, you know, whether that be from writing our our congressman as a state representative, the only state representative to do so, and ask them uh, not to vote for the Georgia electors because of all the fraud that I I witnessed, to actually helping write SB 202 
Uh, my part in that bill was to make sure that we have security paper for our ballots now so that, you know, when we count, when we recount, a lot of the folks had questions, well, are we recounting true ballots? Or are we recounting some copies that were stuffed into ballot boxes uh, from Kinko's? But now we have a actual security paper where we can confirm that that was a true and legitimately cast ballot. Um, so I have, I definitely have the advantage on talking about this because I've actually helped make it much more secure to vote here in Georgia. And, and so, win, lose, or draw, you, you're going to be confident with what happens on May 24th, May 25th, when we uh, finalize this. I think our absentee system is vastly superior to what we had last time. There are still um, many things that I would like to see changed. I authored two bills this past session. Um, one, to get rid of the Zuckerbucks in elections. I think that's still a major problem. And, uh, you know, I still think we should absolutely get rid of our drop boxes. You know, now they're more secure, but look, they're just an open invitation to fraud, and let's get rid of them. Um, we have three weeks of early voting, which we have talked about this morning, and drop boxes just don't need to be a thing in our state. We need to make sure we eliminate any amount of fraud that is possible. Uh, other issues that are out there, and it's hard to think of one that's bigger nationally, and as a member of Congress, you may at some point be called upon to, to address it one way or the other. Timothy Barr, candidate for Congress, what the Supreme Court may or may not do most any time now, between now and the end of June, on the issue of Roe versus Wade. I, I can imagine what you would want to have happen. What do you think's going to happen, and what should happen? Absolutely. Uh, you know, Roe to begin with, was a stretch. Um, they took two parts of the Constitution and tried to meld it together to make the outcome that they wanted. Um, that absolutely needs to be overturned and needs to be thrown back to the states. And uh, you're talking to somebody who was a co-sponsor on Georgia's heartbeat bill. And as I mentioned on Saturday, super excited about the fact that Georgia, when that's overturned, Georgia will immediately start saving 20 to 25,000 babies every year. And not only did your Georgia legislature uh, and myself, I, I co-sponsored that, but we also made Georgia a better place to adopt, a better, we've done foster care reform. Uh, so we underpinned that knowing that, you know, someday that would happen. And, and we need to make Georgia not only the best place in the nation to do business, but the the best place in the nation to adopt our babies. Well, you know, about that, whether whether it's at the state level, the, the federal level, one suspects both. And I think, I, I would hope that even the pro-choicers could agree on this, Timothy Barr. We need to make adoption easier, just in terms of the money involved. Uh, uh, adoptions That's can right. cost thousands, abortions, and a couple, three hundred, or whatever they cost now. Uh, mm-hmm. we, we, we need to, if we don't do anything else, we need to facilitate adoptions, don't we? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, you know, look, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. I'm, you know, servant my church. And, and my faith, this, this is a common sense issue, right? If we're going to be able to, praise God, uh, save these babies, we need to make sure that they have loving, caring homes in Georgia. And we've definitely taken major steps forward in our state in making our state a much easier. Uh, but also, we know, obviously, this needs to be safe. 
but easier and safer place uh, for adoptions. And, and I'm truly excited about that. Folks ask me, you know, you've been in the legislature. What is, you know, one of the things that makes you excited about your record? And that is one, is, is being able to save those kids and just truly, truly saw the hand of God work on, on that uh, Georgia heartbeat bill. Uh, you mentioned, and we'll let you go on this one, Timothy Barr, you, you mentioned uh, quite emotionally, actually, your own children, and you cite them, one specifically as a reason for wanting to go to Congress. Talk about that for a quick moment. Absolutely. So my wife and I went to Bolivia to serve, build an orphanage when we first got married. We literally saw that country go from democracy to dictatorship. And when we got back to the United States to start our family, uh, we named our first daughter Liberty. And we did that on purpose to truly remind us on a daily basis that we're grateful to be Americans, but we have to stand up and fight for her freedom. And that's when I ran for local office. And that's what propels me again to go to D.C. to fight for her liberty and for her freedom. And if she can't grow up, Tim, to enjoy the freedom she was named after, we all have failed. Right. And that's and that's where we are. We're at a we're in a crossroads in our country and we're truly in a fight of our life for the heart and soul of this country. And so when I tell folks I want to go to Washington, D.C. to fight for liberty has a very, very deep personal meaning to me. Uh, the website is Vote Bar, and that's B-A-R-R, VoteBar.com. Timothy Barr, candidate for Congress. Timothy Barr, best of luck out there. Thanks for your time this morning. Thanks so much, sir. I really appreciate it.